And drunk on Broadians. <laughs> I don't know. We What's need, to do? We need. We need. We need a. What are our followers like? What do we call our followers? We never discussed that. We're 130 episodes in, and I don't think we ever have like a name for the followers. <laughs> the no, no better. The crack. No. No better time than the present, right? Like we gotta. We gotta come up with that. You know, that's a good poll for Twitter, Don. It's a good poll. A, what do you guys want to be called? What do you guys want to be called? I just call you guys friends, countrymen, Romans. <laughs> Lend me your ears. Here we what go. Up, my friends. What's new, man? Up. What's going on with you? Yeah, you know, we're just uh, living the dream. Football's back, baby. Football is back. This is Everything back. Had- is right in the world. We had we had live. We were live and direct last night from Canton, Ohio, where. It was weird because they couldn't even keep the lights on. Well, what do you expect from a Hall of Fame game? And apparently, after the game, the showers didn't work. Like, Sounds about right. Here we go. Football's <laughs> back. Does it really matter? No. It doesn't it matter. It really doesn't. Shout out it to Kelly Martin. <laughs> <laughs> and guys who God. are just waiting for a spot on the team. But, hey. You love to see it. We all are excited that football is back. And that means our birds are coming back. Our birds oh, are man. back in action. You love to see it. And next Saturday. Next Saturday, baby. Next Saturday, we're gonna we're gonna see a little bit. We're gonna see a little Mariota action, maybe. See a little see bit. A lot of, hopefully we're seeing a lot of Mariota action. A lot action. of Mariota. A lot of the Marcus experiment. I love it though. I love it. We uh, you know had some water cooler talk, you know, just around work and just like the upgrades that we made, like at backup quarterback and, uh, you know, I had to put a bunch of guys in their place because they're like, Oh yeah, man, they're totally going to utilize uh, Marcus Mariota. And I said, fuck, they are. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, why the fuck would you take Jalen from outside? Oh, you could put him out and line him up in the wildcat and run him as a wide receiver. I'm like, that's fucking dumb. Next. I'm like, well, why wouldn't yeah. you want to do that? You utilize the the offense. I'm like, uh, no. Because that's fucking stupid. Yeah, because that's dumb. That's why. <laughs> and that's how you kill your quarterback. Yeah, oh, God. I'm good. That sounds, yeah. like, that sounds awful. Sounds like a terrible idea that I don't want any parts of. If but, I have the option of getting Mariota or Jalen Hurts on the field, like, it's not even a question. Like, yeah. It, ideally... Marcus Mariota is the most expensive clipboard holder in this city. Yeah. And we just move on and keep this train rolling. Like there is no need to throw Marcus Mariota. No, there's no need to have him on the field at all. 
Just give me my Jalen and call it a day. Adam, that's going to be awesome. Is that the 17th? Is that the 17th? I believe so. I think I might be taking Ollie on the 17th. Ooh. Me and him go. My neighbor got us tickets, and uh, I'm very uh, extremely excited. She's like, I'm going to give him the Ollie. I'm like, cool. He's going to give you the biggest hug. And I've never gone taking him to a football game. I know it's going to be late, but, you know, I wanted to do something fun and just show him football live, you know, stay for the first quarter and then. And then bounce out because it's going to be way yeah. by time, but it'll just be something a fun moment for him. So yeah, we'll be up, we'll be up in the mountains, but nice, still, nice. Be, still be watching, man. It's going to be it'll it'll be it'll be a ton of fun. And listen, anytime your team is back in action, you got to go see it. You got you got to be there for. Listen, if that means that's on your couch, if that means you're at the stadium, wherever yeah. it is, that's that's at least a check in. Got to see you. Got to see your team back in action, considering the off season that they've had, coming off the season that they had. Oh hell yeah! It's just good to have them back. And listen, Rich, we can jump right into it. I'm wait, I'm, I'm fucking ready, Don. Oh, oh, I listen. You are. You came in guns a blazing before we <laughs> even got started. But welcome to Texas, got, bitch. Fuck Texas. Oh, that's something that I didn't want to talk about, but let's start there. How about how about the, the comments earlier in the offseason? Dak Prescott talking about not going to throw more than 10 interceptions in the He's season. He's thrown right? like six in practice. And now everything in practice, every time it's caught on video, someone's – I saw someone post it, and it was the, the, uh, the DJ Khaled – meme and and it just kept multiplying and it was like i just and then rich did you see the the all-time clip did you see stefan diggs i know you're kind of excused yourself from social media but there's a clip of stefan diggs talking shit to trayvon you mean trayvon trayvon diggs sorry Trayvon. no you're fine yeah he's making trayvon look like an all pro (laughs) so he's he was talking shit to him after the play, after the interception. Oh yeah, and then Shady goes, like, well, and Shady goes, well, that's what happens when you don't respect your quarterback. Oh, and he's sitting there going, shut. He's telling Dak Prescott, shut your bitch ass up. Yeah, like, well, how bad is that that your own team is just roasting you? Like, here's the thing, like, and a lot of people are like, oh, you never played a competitive sport in your life. You never did that. It's like, bro, I've like in practice like in baseball have like taken friends yard, like who were our starting pitching. And I never was like, yeah, fuck you dog. You, you suck. It's like, no, I, me one, you zero. Like you don't fucking put your quarterback on blast like that. Right. That's not friendly competition. I agree with shady. Cause shady's like, I play with Mahomes. I play with Josh Allen. I play with uh, McNabb. I play with these guys. He's like, when you respect your quarterback, and you get a pick, like, you don't fucking walk up and just say, shut your bitch ass up. Like, they don't respect Dak Prescott because they know that they're not going to win with Dak Prescott. But funny enough, Jerry Jones, thank God Jerry Jones still runs the team, thinks that they will. And they're fucking idiots. So shout out to all the Dallas fans who are like, oh, you never played a competitive sport in your life. Well, most of us have. And most of us actually respected, like, the, the team leaders – uh, that we played with, but since your quarterback is shut your bitch ass up, Dak Prescott, no one fucking respects him. My man's name is is Rain Dakota. 
can't help your birth name, bro, but you should change that shit. Because one, you're soft as shit playing football and your name's soft as shit. First person I'm going to beat up if I'm a bully is Rain. I'm going for my man named Rain. I'm sorry, that's not a good name. That's all I'm saying. You're going to get picked on for that. And two, oh, God. play for the fucking Cowboys and you're going to throw a shit ton of interceptions. And if you're looking this bad in the preseason, sorry. Or in practice, yeah. I'm sorry. But it's Dallas, man. It's Dallas, right? It's fucking Dallas. Yeah. And fuck the Cowboys. Yeah, fuck the Cowboys. Fuck. So, Rich, before we get into the birds, let's uh let's talk about our best time to have a beer bracket because right now, Rich, have you voted yet? No. This yeah. isn't this isn't for me. This isn't for me. Because my vote, I'll tell you what my vote is live when we show them. All right. Go ahead, you tell well, me, and I will give you my so, vote. Like so I said, Rich, I don't have Twitter, even the app no more. So I can't do it. Well, it's not even Twitter. It's fucking X, which is some kind of stupid shit. It's called but, X now? Yeah. Well, that's stupid. It's, yeah, definitely it's, it's not fucking stupid. Fuck right. you, Elon Musk. There you go. So in the semifinals... The first vacation beer went up against the Birds game beer. Okay. Running away with it at 66% is the first vacation beer over the Birds game beer. Don't disagree with it because there's nothing like it. It's a feeling of, like, euphoria. It's a feeling of, I'm free. I have no responsibilities. Give me that beer. Let me stand wherever I am. Go sit on whatever porch that I have and just right. fucking enjoy not having to suck tomorrow's dick. <laughs> like, that's what I'm, that's I what love I'm it. like, oh man, I'm not wiping asses tomorrow. <laughs> right? I'm going to sit on the beach for 12 hours. Right? I'm going to go fucking patrol the mountains and try not to get eaten by a black bear. Right. It's all good. Life is simple. It the birds, it. it's tough, man. It's tough. I Don't it's get me wrong. Love my first birds game beer. But, man, it doesn't beat just not sucking to any stick. Right. Like, And it doesn't matter where, right? You could no. be beach, mountain, lake, ski resort, Your island. Your fucking house. Just not waking up to go to work is a beautiful fucking thing. The staycation. The staycation. I don't give a shit. You can go to grandma's house with fucking Little Red Riding Hood, and that's your vacation. About to get eaten by a wolf. I'm cracking a beer, and I'm glad I'm not going to work tomorrow. That's it. Well, that's Listen, it, it, it really does, at this point, with an hour left, the first vacation pier is moving on to the finals. As it now should. Rich, with an hour left. Yeah. It's tied. Oh, for tailgate beer? After a long day at work versus mm. the campfire beer. Oh. So here's what we got. I, we got a couple people watching right now. Uh, Adam and Mayo, we need, your, we need your votes in the comments right now. Well, let's settle this shit. Camp, campfire beer or a long day at work? Because I'm not- it's 50-50. We're not we're not pulling the host vote anymore. Nope. We got the fan. It's the fan vote. It's the fan so, vote. So we got. We'll wait. We'll wait patiently. 
I'm sorry, but, but I, I, if I have to be honest, it's still for me the campfire beer. It's okay. still for me the campfire beer. Because the long day at work beer, when you get home, if you have children and you have a wife, there's no, there's no, there's no beer. You know, there's, you better take the fucking trash out. You better help with homework. You better get to the, tomorrow, you know, ready. When the campfire, dude, there's no holds barred. It's like you go out to the campfire, you got your fucking cooler, you crack, crack a nice cold one. And you just, again, it's simple. You're warm. You got a beverage. You got good conversation. It's good. You don't need to wallow in the self-pity a long day at work. Come on. And listen, Mayo and Adam, you're not helping us here. No, you're not. (laughs) One of you, Mayo, you vote campfire. Adam, (laughs) you vote long day at work. What? Maybe let's just say, Rich, that the campfire happens after the long day at work. There and that's perfectly acceptable. There we go. So in the in the finals of our first ever best time for a beverage bracket, the campfire beer is gonna take on the first vacation beer. I'm going and uh, I'm just gonna take that vacation beer all day, twice on Sunday. All day. It's just there's no better time. Like you there's just no better time to have a beer. There's I just agree. no better better time to have a beer. I love it. That's it. I love it. So we'll put that out in the next couple of days. And yep. the next time we have a show, Rich, we will be counting the best time to have a beer bracket champion. Oh, I can't wait. You know what I'm going to do, Don? You know what I'm going to do, Don? I'm going to bring it out on there right there, brother. Brother. Rich. Kill beer. I, I, would be, I would be remiss if I didn't know, if I didn't mention today. Today. I believe is International Beer Day. Yesterday was National IPA Day. Okay. So do you have an international go-to beer? An international go-to beer? Hmm. That's a good question. I do like, um, especially during Oktoberfest, any Marzen lager from Germany. I do love me a good Oktoberfest, like a nice German Oktoberfest, a nice Hefeweizen from over in Germany. I mean, any German beer, you honestly can't go wrong. I really don't fuck with the Heinekens, the Amstels, none of that shit. But if there is one international beer that you have to drink and that you will love, especially if you are over across the pond and you are in Ireland, well, it has it. It's a Guinness, baby. It's a Guinness. A Guinness in Ireland? Yeah. It is the, the the Guinness in in Ireland has to be that's a number one seed right there. It's ridiculous. You know why? Like I love the fact that we get Guinness here and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. But over right. there, when it's like at the Guinness at the Guinness factory at the brewery, when you go up into the Sky Lounge and you can just see pretty much all of Dublin, and they give you that right. full pint, and you're just sipping on it and you're looking at it because you're on vacation, you go, life is good. And this is the best tasting beer. You know why? Because I'm drinking it straight from the source, looking at all of my, my my fellow countrymen, my fellow ancestors. We're drinking this shit. No, they probably weren't drinking it. Let's be real. No. They're drinking like meat or something. They got kicked out like way early in the 1900s. Um, right. But it's just, dude, nothing like a good Guinness. And they have the foreign stout over there, which is banging, and like three other different types of Guinness. All good. Guinness is phenomenal over there. And then the Killian's red and all that shit. Like when in Ireland, you drink Irish beer. Yeah, so I'm you're not wrong. 
But yes, Oktoberfest. Oh. So, all right, Heineken is a, okay. Listen. <laughs> hey, man. Cheers. Welcome to the club. There we go. But Rich, for me, this is a beer I love to that I that I when I get it has to go in the glass that I got with it. A Stella. Mm, you're close. It's a Duval. Dude, I love, I love the Duval with phenomenal. the phenomenal. It's it, it it's it's that Belgian ale that's got yep. like that really golden color, but in the glass. Yes. And it just hits differently. And it's and it's that God, it's that like that round bottom fluted glass that yep. just it Let me sits. ask you a question. Got it. Go have ahead. You have, have you had any delirium? Have you ever tried any of the deliriums? No. Don? Don? Delirium Noel? Delirium, uh, delirium Tremans? The or the uh delirium um um, I think it's the the red one where it's uh, the fruited one. Don, it's going to change your fucking life, bro. Gotcha. Some of the best Belgian beers, and that's so that's such a great thing to say, Don, because I completely forgot about the du- Duval. The best thing you get their Christmas, you get the Christmas set. Comes with the glass, comes with all the good beers, and <laughs> that is the snobbiest beer <laughs> description I've ever heard. I fucking love it. <laughs> It's such a good beer, though. Duval makes phenomenal beers. And same thing as Chimay. Chimay, the Red, the Grand Reserve, phenomenal. Belgian beers hit different. One, because they're fucking, they're strong, but they just taste so good. So, Don, I'm going to hand you, here. here's this. That was, that was, God, God damn it. That was a Thank fucking you. phenomenal pull, dude. Yeah, no, it's just it's it's, it's one that I just I just enjoy, and that's the one that like I'll save. I say I save that. That's a that that's that's a special that's a special occasion. But it's but man, when it hits, you know what the funny thing is? So many American breweries try to do Belgians. They try to make their Belgian lager or Belgian ale, and they are they they cannot fucking hit those tones. That a Duval, a Chimay, a Delirium can fucking hit. And they all try. Some of them are good Belgians, but they're not that Belgium. Fucking Don, another, right. another one. Cheers to you, Mike. There we go. There we go. So, Rich, there is no other fan base like this fan base. Never. Never in the Monday, history of this show. Monday morning, there were people, our people, Camped out at three thirty in the morning, outside of the the Eagles Pro Shop at the stadium, yep. and both of the other Eagles Pro Shop locations. One's I think near you in Cherry Hill. There's yes. another one. Uh, I want to I want to say I believe it's out in like Lancaster area. Yes, for a jersey, Kelly fucking Green, baby, and put some not respect. J- on that Not jersey. just any jersey, but Rich, the jersey that we all, I think, identify with as when we, when our fandom originated mm-hmm. with this team. Yep. And that Kelly Green, man, I know they were holding on to that thing for a couple of years and it's they were waiting fire. to release it. But it, it is, is the best 
fucking jersey in football. It is you the cannot, best jersey in football. You you can't convince me otherwise. No. And that's you like really not can. even being biased. Like those jerseys are fucking fire. Like I am a huge fan of the baby blue Charger jerseys. Huge fan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They are number two compared to that. The fucking throwback Titans jerseys are gross. The throwback fucking Buccaneers and Patriots jerseys and Browns jerseys are fucking gross. Kelly fucking green. I'm glad. It's a tier above. You know what pissed me off, Don? The one fucking year or like a few years where the Eagles had the fucking ugly ass Steagles uniforms. We had to wear those fucking garbage yellow and fucking blue jerseys. But we couldn't have Kelly Green. Like, and then and then they, they had they had the one. You remember they they wore it for like one game. It was like in that Michael Vick era. Yes, where they but it was like the solid green helmet. It was like a it was before the the winged bird. Yeah, it was, and it was just it was a. It was a valiant attempt, but it was not good. No. But two Eagles jerseys I want to see. All black, Kelly Green. That's it. Oh, okay. The all black and the Kelly Green are my favorite jerseys. Listen, Rich, I, I as much as I I love this jersey so much. Love it's it. And I love dude. that that it now creates a nostalgic place where we can get our fandom to relate back to your kids your your parents your family where they're now going to identify the players that they love with this jersey so it now creates this nostalgic you know point of perspective where we can all kind of go back to yeah like i just i love as they should as they someone spent five grand on kelly green jerseys not mad. I'll wear one I, every day of the week. I, listen, I if want to tell you scrubs. If if I had five grand to go blow on a zillion yep. jerseys, I would have. Yeah, absolutely. Be right there with them. Um, I do have one on order, Rich. Yes, me, me as well. Me as well. Who'd you get? Jalen Hurts. You got Hurts. Yeah. I had to go. I had to go defense. Who'd you go? But I had to. <sighs> Reddick? No. Oh. I Graham. oh, I like that. I like I that. went BG. I saw BG in the Kelly Green pictures. I saw the 55, and I just loved the way that it looked. And he's a nostalgic player yes. for this franchise because of his, one, perseverance from getting drafted and then playing himself into an elite role mm-hmm. on this team. But then also – the key play that he has in the Super Bowl win. He he's a guy that I just identify with, and you know he's been in what the last Reaper jersey. I really Ooh. do. I don't want a slimmer. It's so. So here, here's the other thing, Rich. You know that I've got a jersey problem. Yes, you do. This isn't an intervention, though, Don. This is a. The, the, yeah, the, the, this is a. I got a. I had to find a guy that I didn't already have because I didn't want a duplicate. Yes. So that's where Brandon Graham came in. It, was, like it. it came down between Brandon Graham and Jordan Mailata. I want him the Kobe Dean jersey, too. Oh, 17? Yeah, baby. 
nice McCovey. Yeah, so, yeah, Brandon Graham was a guy that I got. You know, I just I, I have Rich last year when they were in the Super Bowl. I bought the Hertz green that they wore in the Super Bowl with the nice. with the Super Bowl patch. Yeah, so I didn't want to go Hertz, but you know, I've already got the the Randall Kelly green one. It's I feel you. It just, it just is what it is. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm psyched because I love the fact that we're going to be able to see them and both the games that they're wait. playing, the, the, the Dolphins and Bills are both home games. I can't wait. I'm actually excited, Rich, when they have the opportunity to potentially wear a road version oh. of this uniform because as elite as the Kelly Green home jersey is. The white version, yes, with yes. the Kelly Green letters, yes. I got my is, dad a Wilbur Montgomery jersey with the the white and the uh, the white and the Kelly Green. Is even more fire. Like that is like ah, Don Juan, Don Juan, you bastard, and bringing and bringing the feels to me. And here's where the problem is: is that Rich, I don't own a white jersey at all. Whoop. I've got I've got Whoop. the midnight green. I've Whoop. got the Kelly Green. I got a Did Carmichael one, Don. So we might have to. I might have to go old school. I might have to go like a Reggie White. I like that. The Reggie like White that. White. So, just super excited for that. And then yeah. the fact that they're gonna wear. Obviously, they're gonna wear them both for for those for those two home games. Um, that place is gonna be just bonkers when they come out in those. And I love the fact that the players love them too. You can tell that the players know that like. Oh yeah, this one. This one is just hitting different. Oh yeah. Sorry, I just can't love keep it. Stop petting this carpet I have on my face, Rich. I love it. I this love it. So, Rich, what? Are, what are, I, we're, we're not. We're not at. We're not down at camp. We are not inside. We're not. Nope, not at all. But from everything that you're hearing, seeing, what what are your feels on camp? Jalen Carter can't be stopped. These dogs. We, have the best, we have the best offensive line in football. Good luck to everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck, good sir. Because you're going to fucking die. That's how I look at it. I, you're dead. You're dead. Rich, you're dead. I showed Lacey a picture yesterday of Jalen Carter standing next to Jordan Davis. Yeah. And I, she's like, oh, or they're like, He's like a football – she's like, what does he play? Like defensive back, linebacker? And I was like, that guy plays D-line. And she's yeah. like, well, like how fucking big he is. He looks like tiny next to this dude. And I was like, oh, that guy? That guy <laughs> is 6'3", 3'10". Yeah. And she goes, well, how yeah. fucking big is the other guy? <laughs> Meanwhile, the other guy is 6'7", 340. Yeah. yeah. Like – and from everything that I'm seeing and hearing, those two are just coming in in great shape, mm-hmm. and they're giving pro- they're giving everybody on the O line problems. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so, and and if you know that's happening in this camp, yeah, with this offensive line. Good luck. Yeah. Good fucking luck. <laughs> Good to luck. the Giants who have nobody. To yep. the Commanders who have nobody. <laughs> to, and, to the Zach and, Martinless Cowboys, right? Like, and listen, Adam. The numbers 
let's put those in air quotes, right? The numbers in camp from everything that I'm seeing, right? Jalen Hurts is dialed in. Yeah. You're seeing a guy who took from everything that's considered, all things considered, taking another step forward. Yeah. I just, uh, I haven't heard a ton of bad stuff come out of camp. And even when they are making mistakes, right? There was a, a story that came out about the, the one interception that he threw in like seven on seven that meant was meant for Goddard. Slay picks it off. Sirianni's digging into Hurts, which is great because you know that the level of competition yeah. is like right there. And it's like they know what it took to get where they got last year. Yeah. And I think knowing that, plus they know that the fact that they've got eyes on the prize. Yeah. And you're replacing a guy in Javon Hargrave with Milton Williams. Yep. With Jordan Davis. Mm-hmm. With Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. But you're also lining them up next to Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham and you throw in right all all good things hearing about Nolan Smith playing either edge or outside linebacker. They're putting him out in coverage. Good fucking luck. Good fucking luck. And Sidney Brown, right? The safety is looking like he's pushing to have that that role. Yeah. I just how's Nolan Smith looking? Listen, you know, from every, you know, so I'm listening to and reading Tim McManus, you know, Jeff McClain, those guys hearing what they're kind of reporting back from camp. They're putting him out on the, they're, they're seeing him as an athletic, versatile yeah. piece. Just like I think that they viewed Hassan Reddick. Nice. I think they're, they're, they're kind of put, those two feel like they're in like the same mold, which again, okay is great because now you're learning from a guy who's essentially a carbon copy of you. I don't hate it. No, I don't hate it at all. It's, it's. The so you have to thing. give me the news. Cause honestly, I haven't been able to tune into it. So tell me the good stuff and yeah. then tell me the bad. <laughs> well, listen, the, the good stuff is the fact that you're the, the health of this team is, is in, it's completely intact, right? Not so you've got that most important piece in place. Yeah. They seem to be in a place where there are things are there. The consistency of the roster, right? There's not a ton of turnover. All the, the skill positions that they did bring guys in Deandre Swift, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield yeah. is something that I don't think we've seen rich. No, no, agreed. Agreed. Shady and Westbrook, you're going to see a lot of that this year because I think they are going to look to get the ball out of Hertz's hands as much as, as much and as quickly as possible. Yeah. And for only to have him run when it's necessary, there are going to be times where they're going to, you know, they have a run. It sounds, it seems like they have a running back room that they can trust. Right. So you've they got to really trust Miles Sanders. So, and not not only Rich is he catching the ball out of the backfield, but they're also putting him out in space, 
right? So they're they they run you know those plays where like he's in the he's in the backfield and then they, they run him it run him they, outside they run him in motion, swing him out, and now he's lined up in between AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. That's insane. Good fucking luck. Yeah, good luck. Right? Like try guarding any one of those dudes with a linebacker. Try yeah, guarding yeah. any one of those dudes with a nickel safety. Like it's not happening. It's and that's really why I think the Cowboys went out and got Stephon Gilmore because they realized they got to have bodies to be able to cover everybody. Right. But like old ass ain't going to do shit, but they, but they had to go out and get something. Oh, they had to, you know, but his old ass ain't going to do shit. Right. But I'm looking at, and this is not, this is broken news at this point, but the, the elite level of weapons that this offense has is really going to lend for a lot of versatility in play calling in scheme in attack in perspective of how do we attack this particular team i think you're just going to see a variety of game plans yeah team is going to be able to go you remember how belichick's defenses would change from week to week to week depending on who they played that's really where i feel like this team is i agree offensively do you think Um, here's a question for you uh if you had a chance to get jonathan taylor would you get him Ooh. I mean, pair him up with DeAndre Swift. How do you say no? Like I know we, I know it's not a possibility, but to me, be, that would be a move that I could see how we actually maybe making if they're able to make it, giving them, you know, somebody or one of the plethora of draft picks that we have and a player. But I would say I'm sorry, Rashad Penny, like you're out and. Pairing him with DeAndre Swift would be ridiculous. Swapping those two guys out. You can line them both up in space. You could bring them both in and swing them both to the outside. There's no team in the NFL that says no. No. It just depends on whatever the compensation has to be. Yeah. But that whole aspect of the NFL – like, it sucks to be a running back right now. It does. Because the game has evolved and kind of phased you out. Yeah. And everybody knows it. And you're kind of stuck here holding the bag going, well, what are we supposed to do? We're not getting compensated. Well, like, they, they can't just get, like, like I heard someone talking about putting a clause that, like, you have to pay running backs a certain amount of money. You can't do that. Nope. Because then you're going to have another position group say, "Oh well, I want the same thing." Right, and then it just it's it's not it's not feasible that way. So I look at this and go, "It just sucks to be a running back right now." Sorry, like you're you're going to come in, you're going to play your your rookie deal, and good luck finding a second contract. I hate to say that, but your lifespan. In the NFL was probably like three one, to five years as a running it's back. It's like one point two years as a running back. So to make it to your second contract is huge. What yeah. position do you think they need to address the most before the NFL season starts? Uh my only worry is safety. safety. Um, but honestly, I think they're grooming Mingo and they are going to have Mingo redshirt this year, and then Mingo is going to be our starting safety of the future. Okay. I don't hate Sidney Brown right now. I like that. I just don't love the idea of putting 
a lot of young guys on that back end of the defense. Agreed. So if they have an opportunity to bring someone in, right? Buda Baker. Well, that Buda Baker, that door closed because he restructured his contract in Arizona. Boo! (laughs) (laughs) Duh, Baker. I I don't know who wanted to be an Eagle more, him or Micah Parsons, but. Micah Parsons is going to be an Eagle. He wants to. He, he want, everything he says tells me he wants to. He wants uh, to. Between him, I don't know who gets here first, him or Mike Trout. <laughs> Mike Trout ain't ever going to be a fucking Philly. Oh, God. And by the time we get to him, he's going to be broken down and old. Shout out to he'll Trey. Be, he'll, be, he'll, he'll be an eagle before he's a Philly. Sitting Shout out to Trey Turner. Shout out to Trey Turner. Listen, Rich, Fuck if him. we won – if we want to get another to another World Series, we're going to need him to get his shit together, too. Yeah. So. I love when someone's like, don't boom, give him a standing applause. Fuck out of here, dude. Like, I'm uh, not giving him a standing applause for fucking trying. If I'm in the batter's box, Mr. Joe Schmo, who's not making $30 million a year, give me a fucking standing ovation if I'm slumping. My man needs to fucking figure it out. I don't care if he's in the cages till 12 o'clock. Swing at better pitches and figure it the fuck out. And use your fucking glove. Yeah. you He's in like the top five of worst players in baseball right now. Yeah. Figure it out. No, I hear it. Listen, I hear you. Don't make excuses. I, Play like a fucking champion. You're Sorry. Gonna need, the, the only thing I think about, Rich, is that you're going to need that player. Yeah, you, you need him. him. You need him. So, so if, show up. So if, but, but, Rich, if doing that, now in August gets him if it if it somehow flips some kind of mindset to be like I can Behold, just stop I can stop pressing. No one hates you. No, no one hates you. It's the same thing that you hear. Oh Philly we turned against Trey Trey. No one fucking hates you Trey mm-hmm. but you literally are getting 30 million dollars a year. Just figure it out. Hit a home yeah. run next game. Everybody's gonna love you again. Yeah yeah you're right. That's right. all, dude. It's it's a game of ups and downs. You just got thirty million dollars, bro. Like we, no one hates you. We just want you to be better. That's all. Just be Nick Castiano, same shit. You go to fucking be an all star, and then you're batting like one ninety eight after the break. Come on, dude. Like figure it out, bro. I'm sick of this yeah. dumb shit. All right, next next I, whole thing. Listen, yes. Rich, we're gonna take a commercial <laughs> break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little open practice training camp. Okay. We'll talk a little bit of the new coordinators, and then uh, we'll talk about a plan to fix preseason football. Deal. Here we go. Von C. Brewing Company is a 20-barrel, 16,000-square-foot microbrewery with a 2,500-square-foot tasting room, including a spacious outside beer garden in Norristown, PA, in the heart of Montgomery County. The Von C. family is part of the family that started C. Schmidt and Son Brewing in 1860. Stop in Wednesday through Sunday and taste a variety of draft and 16-ounce cans of originally brewed beer and tell them the Drunk on Broad crew sent you. Von C. Brewing is located at 1210 Stenbridge Street, Suite 300 in Norristown. Cheers. Team Clicks are the only glasses for real sports fans. With interchangeable arms you can support all of your favorite teams, or even make and create custom options as well. 
These die-hard sports fans have realized that sports fans needed something other than face paint to show their love and passion for their teams. Go to teamclicks.com slash DOB and show your love for your hometown team. Latorin's curated collection of men's and women's watches is a perfect investment that lasts for years to come and fits perfectly with your every outfit and style. Our range of classic watches aren't just a great perfect formal and casual accessory, but a time machine that takes you back to memories. Explore our collection of timeless watches that can reflect your taste, personality, and personal style. Our exclusive collection of carefully curated affordable luxury watches is what you need to make a personalized style statement. You can take pride in your prized possession, handing it over to the next generations as your most loved asset that they can also own and display with the same pride. These high quality pieces stand the test of time, giving exceptional value and return on your investment. Those are locked. Dash tourain.com and use code DOB at checkout and get 10% off. If you're looking for unique sports apparel, check out Streaker Sports. They've dug deep into the archives and have brought back some incredible defunct team logos and have even created entire defunct league collections. They also have collections paying homage to sports culture including the Miracle on Ice, Slapshot, Kadishak, the Mighty Ducks, and even have a license with Wiffle Ball and USA Hockey. Only for drunk on broad listeners, use code BROAD at checkout to get 10% off anything at streakersports.com. Again that's 10% off anything at streakersports.com with discount code BROAD. Alright, we're back. But we got... Hello! Hello! <laughs> What's going on? Hello! Chris, what up? Killer? Ah... <sighs> Yeah, what's going on? Nothing. You want it? Let's get it. Yeah. But, Rich, hmm. so they're going to have one of the, the – they have these the, – ooh. Wizard sticks, baby. Ooh. Okay. Bring it in the heat. Power so listen, out. What's up? We got the open practice we do. coming up. I hate it. They also I, – I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Dumb. Stupid money grab. And, and listen, Rich, I I know all that money that they the money the money that they charge goes directly for Eagles Autism Awareness. Beautiful thing. Get it? It's great. I hate that that's the only fan access. Yes. To the team oh, during the season during the preseason. Oh, I can't sit like that cramp. That just bothers the fucking shit. Out yeah, of I agree. I like the Lehigh. The Lehigh practices. And listen, I the the hard part is that I understand why they do it. Agreed. I know why. Because they have all the training facilities there. Yes. They have all the equipment there. They have yes. all their staff there. Yes. They have the bubble inside. They have they have everything. I get it's it. There. I just nope. I I know that a lot of people our age. This is where they created their fandom. Yeah. By going to Lehigh or going to Westchester or going out there. Castellanos at a home run. Let's go. Boom, boom. Sorry. Let's, Let's go. go. Fuck you. You got, you got 
direct access. That's where a lot of this fan base built their fandom. Agreed. By going up and sweating their balls off. Sweating our fucking nuts off. Standing in line, waiting for autographs, taking pictures with guys. Like, it just, it just bothers me that, like, the only way that you get access is by buying a $10 ticket to go yeah. down to, to Lehigh. I mean, I donate to, to the Eagles Autism Fund, you know. And 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 I love that that's, that but I'm that's also, where that money goes. But I also don't like it. I don't also don't like – I just I'm just not a fan of the open practice. I would like to see Lehigh just go up there, sweat your nuts off, and be like, ah, it's a random Tuesday. Let me take off and go up there and, and see what's going on. Like, to me, that's – to me, that reminds me of the Donovan McNabb days and shit mm-hmm. like that. And it's like going out there, seeing them. Better chance to like meet the players afterward, you know, shit like that. Like it's cool. Uh, I'm just not a fan of the open practice. Um, not a fan of preseason. And you know, I'm just saying, let's go back to simpler times um, and put a donation bucket out there and let me throw a 20 spot in there. I have no problem going up to a free practice, throwing in a 20 bagger and being like, "Yo, 20 bucks is 20 bucks." Like support the right. calls. Yeah, I'm a sucker that way. I am more likely to donate if it doesn't cost me to get it. You feel me? I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Because like yeah, I love I'm donating right to good causes and for people who absolutely deserve it. And yeah. the Eagles Autism, um, they, those kids and those people, they they deserve it. Um, and if I just walked in the practice like, hey man, want to buy a shirt and donate it to the Eagles Autism Fund? How much is a shirt? Fifty bucks. Ah, for the fucking t-shirt? Yeah, take my money. Take my money. It's going to it's going to a good cause. You, I'm more inclined to spend money if I if it's free. That's just how I am. Like, that's just I'm gonna say what. And it's me as a person. I'm like, you know what? Let me give back. I'm here looking at players. Might get an autograph. Might get a chance to tell fucking Jalen Hurst, Slim Reaper, Jason Kelsey, Lane, Lane Johnson, like you guys rock. And let me throw a fifty, you know, a fifty spot in this to a good cause. Like that's that's what I'm about. But I hate being forced to. Okay, well, it's going to cost you ten dollars to get in. One, I don't think. And here's and that's the thing to me. I don't think that's enough to be donating. Granted, right. there will be twenty thousand people there. I don't think that's enough. I and that's yeah. that's where my shit comes in. Like this is why I'm conflicted. Hate the open practice. Let me go watch something for free and just fucking throw money. Like, just let me have fun. Let me live my goddamn life. No, listen, Rich, I'm right there with you. I, I just, I hate that you you could have an opportunity to build the fan base of the younger generations by taking those kids because that might be their only access. It might be. Players, because the adults know that you can't take them to a regular game. No. And it's really a poor product to take them to a preseason game. Yeah. So it's like now you've really got this one chance to be able to get to get see. some access, see the players, like learn the game, be like, but this is what they're doing. Like, and right. being able to take your time to show them. Like, I agree. I, I have a thousand percent agree with you. So Rich. Yes. How do how do we fix shitty preseason? Because listen, the the Hall of Fame game's on last night, and yes, yeah. football's back. But it is like an extended version of, like, the XFL. A little worse than the XFL at times. Okay. Wow. A little worse than the XFL at times. 
Um, what was our idea? What was our idea from, from the past? So, so here's my idea. All right. My, my version of this is that the regular season gets extended. Because okay. you know the owners are not going to want to lose the the gate. Agreed. From the because they're selling those preseason games just like they would sell regular season games. Yes. And they're selling parking at sixty bucks a car mm-hmm. for every game for every preseason game, just like a regular season game. So you know okay. they're not going to give that shit up. So with that in mind, I'm saying you get rid of the preseason games. All together. Agreed. And you know how they have the joint practices? Yes. So instead of preseason games, you have three joint practices. Okay. So for so for each week leading up to the, you have um, for the month leading up to the season. Okay. The 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 week in between the first game. Yes. Is off. Okay. No preseason. But the three weeks before that. You either are hosting a team or you're traveling. Okay. And you have joint practices. Those joint practices are at the stadium. They're open to the public. Okay. So they they you get the fan access before still get the, the revenue. Season. Still can generate the revenue. Right. But now the regular season is now 18 games. Okay. But with two buys. Don, I'm not opposed to it. And here's Here's my thing. Here's what I hate. I am really not a fan of these training camps starting at the end of July uh, because, one, I believe it's too hot. Two, these players. Actually, fuck that. Here's my beef. What the fuck are you doing in the offseason that you come in and you pull something? (laughs) I get the non-contact injuries. Like, shout out to Tim Patrick, dude. I fucking feel terrible for that guy. I feel so awful that he tore his fucking Achilles. And it's sad, man. It's sad. Back-to-back years, this guy's not going to play. You can't help those types of injuries. No. But also, these soft tissue injuries. You guys are professionals. What are you doing? What are you doing? Because you're not playing before a game starts on Sunday. You're out there. You're stretching. You're you're, you're working out for, like – an hour you're getting loose. Like how are all these players getting hurt? What it's, are you? It is. It's beyond my fucking mind. Like I have no idea how all these players, Joe Barrow, calf strain, this guy, uh, hamstring strain, this guy. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, what are you doing? And you're already wearing a sleeve on your calf. So you're already fucking hurt. Joe Barrow, you're already fucking hurt. What are you doing? <laughs> to take care of yourself. Your one fucking job is to play a fucking child's game. Yeah. And you can't even take care of your body? Stop posing for fucking GQ and fucking do some yoga. Stretch those muscles, Rich. I don't understand. And the preseason, all in, like preseason is one of those things where you need preseason, right? You need some sort of competition to see who makes the team. But do you also need the, the physicality and the bullshit that goes along with it? No. Am I a fan of taking that out and doing the joint practices? A thousand fucking percent. Because if you're getting burned by the other team's practice squad players or you're getting burned by the other team's first team, then they bring in their second team. Then they bring in their third team to see who's going to make the team. That is the same thing. Football joint practices versus a real game or a fake game, that means absolutely nothing because it's a preseason. 
what's the fucking difference? There's no fucking difference. So maybe it's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And like, all right, you're going to run this, blah, blah, blah. And then you don't even have to make it a game. Like you can just do like, all right, here's what you're going to do. No kickoffs or whatever, any shit like that. Like, yeah, you can do some special team shit and run a few punts, run a few kickoffs, do that stuff. But then you can be like, okay, well, we want to work on our uh, goal our goal line defense and our two-minute drill. All right, then you just run, you know, 10 plays from the two-yard line. Other right. team scores 10 touchdowns, whatever, it don't fucking matter. You stuff them, whatever, it don't matter. Okay, now we're going to run the two-minute drill. There's no fucking rules or regulations to it. But it gets your team set up because you can still practice the same repetitions just without yeah. the game thing. I'm a thousand percent with that because I think it makes more sense to practice the practice against other teams, running those drills, running your goal line, running your, okay, two minute drill. We got it from the 20. Boom. You got two minutes, run it. Okay. Other team takes over. Now you're in your two minute drill and you can go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm completely yeah. fine. You're, you're getting a more authentic look at where you actually are versus exactly. versus my third stringers are going to play fucking three quarters and not do anything. Right. No, let's get your third stringers on the 20 and see if they can capitalize. See if there's right. anything. There. Let's get your third yeah. stringers on the goal line. See if they can do anything. Maybe this guy does have the punch in power. We don't know. We've never gotten down there with our third stringers because we just keep punting the whole fucking time. Right. Yeah. No, listen, I, I get it. So, listen, Roger Goodell, I'll send you the link. We'll clip it. We'll, we'll make sure that you get exactly what the plan is. But I, to me, that's a better product to see two more games that are actual games. I that agree. are actually competitive. I and agree. Listen, however you decide to do it, right, if that means that, like, you get one regular buy and then you get a buy – after you come back from when you play in Europe or like teams can whatever. have a buy teams can have a buy on right. week. It could be six, seven, eight teams that will have a buy. And then you push it to 13, 14, 15. Okay. Why not? Right. If you have a buy on, on week, on week five, you have a buy on week 13. You have a buy on week six. You have a buy okay. on week 14. If you have a buy on week seven, you have a buy on week 18. And you can just keep it that like way. It. Like, no scheduling conflicts. It's like, okay, the same teams have this buy on this buy. And then every year it flips, okay? You were five last year, now you go to six. All right, you were six last year, you're seven. And you break it up. And I think that's a beautiful thing because it keeps players healthy. Yeah. It it it, it actually feeds into everything that the NFL is trying to do with player safety yeah. but not actually doing. Exactly. And you have, okay, you play five or eight games, mm-hmm. break – and then you play another eight games, break, and then you're fresh, healthy. You got another bye week, okay, and then the playoffs are right there. It's what you need. It's honestly, it's what you need to break up the monotony of the NFL. It's Friday night. We have beer, and we're solving we football beer. problems. Don, we can solve world hunger if we drink a few more, brother. Jesus I mean, Christ. I'm just going to be agree. I'm agree with you, Don. I brother. <laughs> oh, God. I agree with you. Rich, before we go into final thoughts, let's talk. Yes, like sir. we're in the th- we're going to be in the third year of the Golden Mike Fantasy Football League. Yes, sir. We've got uh, the the returning the returning champion, Chips and Dish. Chips and Dish is going to be. I'm sure he's going to be back defending his title. I'm sure I'm going to. I'm still uh, I'll, have to, 
I'm still with Britt. Still Lips. gotta get Britt. The, She's the OG the, winner. Britt lifts OG. She is the OG. But Rich, we we had to to course correct the the, the scoring a little bit. Yeah, fuck Superflex. We Sorry, fucked Jason. up. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> we get fuck Superflex. We got rid of Superflex, right? Thank God. So, so what do you think is going to be the biggest shift in the drafting? in terms of going from draft and from the Superflex to just a regular standard draft? Well, your you, running backs and your wide receivers are going to be coming out real early. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be one of those things. In the first two rounds, you better get a top tier of each because it's yeah. going to be schlimmy pickings out there. It's going to be schlimmy pickings. But it also, you know, you have to address your draft strategy. You got to be able to hit on those sleepers. You got to be able to hit on those late round picks. You know, it's going to be a lot more movement on the waiver wire um, because, you know, you're going to have your buys, you're going to have your guys go down, and you're, you know, 12 teams um, with as many spots as we do. You're going to need those backups. You're, you're, you're going to most likely going to have to draft your handcuff in this 12-team league and play the just-in-case card um, and hold on to those guys. It's going to really yeah. – it's going to – for those who have balls, it's, it's going to be great. For those who want to play it safe, it's going to be tough. Because you're either going to hold on to some guys for too long or you're not going to hold on to guys long enough. Um, so you, you're going to see where you sit. Um, my strategy going in um, is a little bit skewed. And uh, I'll tell Don this and why. There's not that many elite wide receivers um, that you would want. So if I'm sitting there and I'm targeting and it's, you know, I'm 1-3, 1-4, 1-5, and you see the, you know, Justin Jefferson, like Justin Jefferson, I'm not going to lie, is my 101. Justin Jefferson is the guy who I would take number one overall over Austin Eckler, over Christian McCaffrey because of production. You know, Kirk Cousins is going to look for him. You need to be able to capitalize and get a Jamar Chase, get a Tyreek Hill, yeah. you know, get one of those top tier wide receivers because they're going to come off the board. And also, in a, and yeah. I, I hate drafting tight ends. But in a big league, in a 12-team league, you know, you're looking at that corner and that wraparound and Travis Kelsey's there who gives you wide receiver production. It's a guy that you're going to look at and a guy you're going to target because that tight end, yeah, you can survive with, you know, some pass catching backs or some late round running backs. But, I mean, you pair, say, you know, a Tyreek Hill or a Jamar Chase with, you know, a Travis Kelsey, you, you got mm-hmm. your two wide receivers off the board. Right. Yeah. That's an automatic up in any spot, especially with you see how desperate and how terrible tight ends are. So it's going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And I'm excited to not see six quarterbacks go off the board um, in the first round. So it's, it's <laughs> that's the see. truth. And it's going to be fun and to see. Like you'll be actually be able to wait for your quarterback or, you know, you jump on your guy early and you just you just roll with it and have fun. So it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I think that's the thing that I'm excited about, right? Because last year, if you didn't draft a QB early, you got screwed. Unless you're fucking Chip. Yeah, Jesus how he, how he fucking won makes no sense. No, but shit like that happens all the it fucking does. time. It does. And we'll have to – I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna chat back on uh, onto Twitter and find uh, the, the guys from Losing Sucks and see if they want to – Hell yeah. You know, Great guys. Still do still do their fantasy football. You know, if you haven't checked those guys out, the hey, guys over at Losing Sucks or if, if our boy doesn't answer, you know what? Throw them a spot. Let's see if we can beat the experts. Ask them really? if they want to be in our golden mic league. 
Because I would love okay. to have them on the show at least once a month and, okay. and just bust their balls. So do we have do we have the room to go? Do we have to push it to 14 then? No, we'll just do 12 because our boy didn't answer and I gave him a month. Sorry. I'm the commissioner. That's all right. Ask him. Well, I just sent him a message. So if if we don't hear from him soon. Yeah. If we need to, though, we can always go to 14 teams. We can always go to 14 and just cut and some we can, spots and out. We can add, yeah, exactly. And get rid of some flexes and call it a day. Adam, so you said, would you Ooh. pick wide receivers over quarterbacks in the first round? For what yeah. type of league? Yeah. It does, I'm so not here to quarterback in the first round of any league unless it's like quarterbacks and score you 100 points. I was going to say, because here, this is the biggest thing that I have to, that I can't stress more with fantasy football. Check the settings about how your players score because ding, ding, every ding. fucking league is different. different. You're going to have leagues where, you know, you get the, the, the bonus for 300 plus yards for a passer or the bonus for and if that's a bonus. And and if that's a 10 point bonus. Like some people do astronomical shit. Then I'm going to Mahomes in, yeah. in the second round. Cause I know yeah. he's going to throw for 350 every week or a Joe Burrow or a pass yeah. happy like offense. I'm, I they would stay away from the Lamar Jacksons unless mm-hmm. they get a bonus for rushing, but there's, there's, there's too many factors, but if it's a standard league quarterbacks get six points per touchdown, and it's, you know, every, yeah. what is it, 25 yards is a point or whatever. Yeah. I am yeah, not like going near quarterbacks until the mid to late rounds because I can beat you with a team of two top-tier wide receivers, two top-tier or just, you know, middle-tier running backs, a good tight end. Say I'm running Tyreek Hill out there with Devontae Smith and my running backs are Najee Harris and – Give me another guy. Maybe DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. And my quarterback, I waited late and is Justin Fields. And I got him in the tap. My team is going to eviscerate you if your starting lineup is Patrick Mahomes, your wide receiver two, say, is Calvin Ridley, and then we go Mike Evans. I'm just throwing names out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to waste your first-round pick on Patrick Mahomes. No. And honestly, it's not wide receivers. If it's a two wide receiver league, like yeah. my most of my leagues are three wide receivers. If it's a three wide receiver league, grab your wide receiver early because a lot of wide receivers are being kept. So if your best wide receiver is out there and you got all the running backs out there, load up on your wide receivers because yeah. everybody's going to be hitting them. And if you're lucky enough, like my one, my keepers in my one league, I got Jalen Hurts and Jalen Waddle. So Waddle and Hurts. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy with that. In the first round, if I get, you know, a top pick, Justin Jefferson's not there. Jamar Chase isn't there. Like, right. Justin Jefferson's a ninth, ninth round pick in our league because my boy just hit pay dirt with him. I need, to, I need to look at, okay, I have the 102. McCaffrey goes. I need to take Cup or Hill. Yeah. Like, I need to pair, and I don't mind having two Dolphins, but mm-hmm. I got to look how it is. And then in the second round, I can worry about, a Derrick Henry, a Jonathan Taylor, or, you know, anybody who's going to fall into that round. A right. Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, whoever it yeah. is. Because wide receivers are going to fly. Mm-hmm. You, it's, it's, you have to know the people you're drafting against, and you also have to know your league settings. It's, it's just the most wild. Thing we could talk. It's wild. That's it. That's it.
Final two. That's it. Rich, what do we got for final thoughts? Oh, man. Final thoughts. My thing is don't be a scumbag. Um, Don't litter. Don't leave your trash in, like, scenic areas like Wissahickon Park. Like, clean up after yourself. Be a good human. Like, it's – I'm losing faith in humanity – and I think the aliens haven't came down and invaded us because I think they know like we're an endangered species because we just fucking do shit to each other to like and this earth that is just unfathomable. Like, and that's the thing that really upsets me. I'm a guy who loves taking my son out and showing him like the glories of nature. Same thing with my wife. She takes him camping and she shows him like the great things nature has to do. But the one common denominator is people can't fucking handle themselves or take care of their own shit. And it makes me sad. It makes me sad that we live in a world where we feel it's okay to throw shit on the ground or shit in a lake or shit in a river and be like, ah, no one's going to fucking find it. Oh, let's break a bottle and and throw it in the glass. And then I'm fucking stepping on it. Like people, you need to grow the fuck up and you need to grow up quick because honestly, I wouldn't even be mad, Don. Like I would be like, eh, we deserved it. If like the earth was just like, fuck you humans, we're ice aging it. You're all out. I'd be like, we fucking deserved it because we've done nothing but fuck each other over and not take care of this planet. And it makes me sad because all the litter and all the bullshit that's in the ocean and everything that people aren't doing to like protect their environment, endangered species left and right. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like we live in this society that just only gives a shit about money but doesn't care about like the things that are going around them and like the animals and, and nature. And it makes me sad because it's the little things that you're going to enjoy. And it's the little things you're going to miss. Like money comes yeah. and money goes. And when you die, you can't take that shit with you. You're not burying your fucking bank account with you. Like nope. respect nature, respect your human, like your fellow humans, respect your fellow man. And just like live a, your life as a decent person. You mm-hmm. see some trash, Pick it the fuck up. You know how many times like I'm riding in my Jeep and Ollie sees like, oh, dad, there's there's trash blowing. Can we pick it up? Yeah, dude. Fuck it. Pull over and we pick up somebody else's trash. Or yeah. my front lawn has somebody's trash on it from like that's just blowing in the wind. It's like, come on, guys. Like, let's not be scumbags. Like, clean up after yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's clean up after yourself. Be fucking hey, rich. To, to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, I, I to, to kind of I saw something. I watched a little science documentary today. It just blew my fucking mind. Have you heard about the James Webb telescope? Yes. Holy God. The one where they were James like Webb, their galaxies and shit. Rich, they have an image that shows a star that is 13.1 billion light years away. Just for some perspective, the Big Bang happened at 13.6 billion light years. So they are seeing light that is the oldest light in the universe. And they are now able to see the not only see them, but see the details of them. They're, they're studying exoplanets that they've found carbon dioxide on, which is 
well, are they? My question life. to you is, I'm sorry, I, I hate interrupting you. Are they seeing? So apparently, like when you look through the telescope and you see things like that, right? you're actually not seeing that image. Like you're basically going back in time and seeing it, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, basically we're looking at something that occurred that might not even be there right now because it, it takes the time of the reflection to come back. So that could actually, like you're looking at something that's 13.6 billion years old, mm -hmm. but it's not even there anymore. It's like not even in it, like there, right? Yeah. So the Fucking way that works is that you have to calculate the amount of time that it takes for light to travel. The travel. Right? So the light that hits Earth, because of the amount of space in between the Earth and the sun, it takes that light, because it travels in a wave, eight minutes. Yeah, I was going to say seven or eight minutes. So that light, when it gets to Earth, is it's, eight eight minutes. Minutes, it's eight minutes old. So... All you have to do, it's, it, it's, it's essentially a math problem, right? Yeah. The, the, the longer the distance, longer it takes for it to travel, the older it is. So you're right. It essentially is like time travel because you're looking at something because of the distance that it takes to get there, that because of how long that took to get here, it could not. It could not even be there right now. It, it, it's probably not even there at this point. That's so fucking cool. But this this show, I want it's on Netflix. It's called Unknown. It's called The Cosmic Time Machine. Oh my god, it, I want to watch that. It's and, and Rich, they talk about something called single point failures. Okay. Which was like a mind blowing like life lesson. You're blowing my fucking mind right now. But the single point failure means that if that one thing happens, the entire Ten billion dollar project is toast. On on this project, there were three hundred and forty four points single point failures. Two hundred and forty four of them were just on the heat shield alone. Fuck! Because of how thin, how paper thin the foil is. Yeah. Because it has to. Because they got to fold it all up inside the rocket and then shoot it out in the fucking outer space. Yeah. And then robotically expand it from Earth when it's thousands of That's miles away. It blew my mind. Like the fact that you can have that many single point failures and there's 10,000 people working on it. Like that. It just, it's just, it, it's incredible to see what can happen when everybody works together because yeah. it, it wasn't just a U.S. project. The U.S. was involved, but they had the European Space Agency. They have, they, they got people from all over the world working so on cool. it. But to realize what this project is going to be able to bring back yeah, in terms of information it's cool. So if you get a chance, go check it out. It's really, it's a really cool. Really check cool. yourself, Earthlings, because we're that fucking tiny. Check yourself. Yeah, seriously. We're minuscule in the grand scheme of things. Absolutely, Rich. Take us home. Oh, man, you stuck around. You fucked around. You found out. We're drunk on broad. And we always say, fuck the Cowboys. Fuck the Sean Watson. Fuck Spike Eskin. Uh, fuck Davion Taylor. Uh, 
Fuck Jonathan Gannon. Fuck Jonathan Gannon, that piece of shit. I can't wait to fucking destroy you and mental midget Kyler Murray. <laughs> and fuck all you scumbags who decide to destroy this earth because you have nothing better to do than get drunk in a park um, where people actually want to enjoy nature. So you guys can go fuck yourselves too. But we are drunk on broad. We love you. Don is going to post the poll for we need. We need. What, what do we call our fans? What do we need what, a name? What be called? Because Broadians, Broads. Don't want to say that. It's Broads. not a term right now. Can't call you a goddamn Broad. Um, or you know, just the drunks. Whatever you guys want to be called. But I'm Rich. That's Don. We are drunk on Broad. Cheers. Have a safe Cheers. and great weekend. We love you. Cheers. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. This is the Broad Street Line where Philly sports fans leave all of their sports hot takes. Call 267-405-3062 and show us your passion for Philly sports. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at 8.30 when we listen to your live reactions to the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat.